Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the program headed into a big weekend and a big night of high school football coming up here this evening. Headlined by New Albany hosting Jeffersonville. Big rivalry game tonight in high school football. Always fun when those two schools connect in any sports. And so we'll talk about that some. Plenty to get to. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we have our Football Friday segment. When today we're going to talk with both head coaches in that rivalry game coming up here in just a moment. Isaac Parker of Jeffersonville joins, and we've got to talk with Coach Parker about last week's thrilling win over Silver Creek first before we get to tonight's big rivalry tilt. Then later in the first segment, Steve Cooley, the coach of New Albany, will join us here on this Friday program. Later in the show, we'll be joined by Dylan Wallace. He's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune to talk IU basketball in advance of Hoosier hysteria on Saturday afternoon. And, of course, more IU Penn State football pregame as well with Dylan a little bit later. And later on in the show today, a lot of Jeff content on this Friday. Will Lovings Watts is going to check in for an interview he committed yesterday to the Drake Bulldogs located in Iowa. Big commitment for him, getting that out of the way in advance of the upcoming high school basketball season. And Will will join us to discuss his decision and big announcement yesterday that was broadcast from the high school by the high school station at Jeffersonville. Pretty neat setting for him to get to do that in front of his classmates, and he'll join us a little later to chat about his decision. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Check out their dinner package deals that are being offered. You can dine in, take it to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And before we get to our first guest, a reminder, the Thornton's text line is open each and every day here on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Send in your questions, your comments. Maybe you've got a prediction on the Jeff New Albany game tonight, the IU Penn State game tomorrow night. Are you going to Hoosier Hysteria on Saturday afternoon? What are you most looking forward to seeing uh, from the team and from Coach Woodson? Maybe it's Isaiah Thomas who's going to be uh, a speaker, it sounds like, to kick off the Hoosier Hysteria festivities. But send us a text, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. And don't forget, Thornton's is the perfect stop for all of your best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started like fresh coffee and their delicious donuts. Let's go to our first guest, Coach Isaac Parker of the Jeffersonville Red Devils joining us here on game day. Coach, excited about the rivalry tonight, I know, but I want to first start with your team's thrilling 29-23 overtime win over Silver Creek a week ago. That was quite a football game. Maybe the game of the season as far as the finish goes so far. 
you know, we uh, first of all, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate you, uh, Matt. But we're uh, we were happy the way we finished. Uh, I think we came out and played physical. Kind of reminded me of uh, you know we were in a similar situation entering that game as we were uh, towards the end of our season last year as well. And uh, it kind of reminded me had the same similar feels to that Bedford game last year where you know our boys uh, got backed in a corner and they dug their heels in and fought their way out. I couldn't have been more proud of them. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the finish of that game. It was your quarterback, Cole Phillips, a two-yard run that was able to uh, break the tie and give the Red Devils a big victory. Uh, He had a big game, a big finish as well. You had some other players step up in that contest. Tyson Maddox was really good for your Red Devils club on Friday, but a good performance uh, for Jeff. You know, the uh – the, the the gym in that game is uh was, was our defense. Um, when you look at how they how they performed, it was kind of followed that bend but don't break mentality. They gave up you know we gave up quite a few yards rushing. I think uh, around 280 yards rushing, um, and uh, and you know to only give up 23 points on that. And when it came up big in the uh, when it came up you know uh, the overtime period, it was a big stop. They played they played lights out in that overtime period. Very proud of them. Yeah, all right. Jeffersonville winner last week. Coach, now it's the big uh, Hoosier Hills Conference game, a rivalry game tonight. Lots of respect between the two schools in all sports. Man, there's been some just fantastic Jeff and New Albany uh, football games in recent years as well. And I know, Coach, you've been a part of this rivalry first as an assistant coach, now as the head coach. And uh, I brag on this, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, other sports, this truly is one of the best rivalries in the state of Indiana at the high school level. It's one of the oldest, you know, it's one of the oldest rivalries. Uh, and, and what makes it fun is it's not just two teams playing tonight. It's, it's two communities involved in it. And I think, you know, that stems back long before uh, you and I were here, uh, you know, uh, paying attention to the rivalry or enjoying it, I should say. Um, the uh, it's, it's two communities that are that are competing tonight. And it's just uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's always been handled well. And, uh, you know, I woke up this morning smiling, thinking, you know, what a uh, what an opportunity it is to be part of this again. Coach, it's been a wild season for the Red Devils. You started the year with some COVID-19 issues, had to miss your first game of the season. But when you did open up in late August, a big win over Seymour to start the year, three losses, including a loss two weeks ago to rival Floyd Central. We mentioned last week's big bounce-back victory in overtime for your club. It's been back and forth, and I know you're hoping to build on momentum from last week's big win. You know, we did. We started off really strong. You know, coming off of the uh, the unfortunate quarantine where we lost our first game uh, to uh, to uh, COVID, um, it, it's it's been a roller coaster since that first game. We came out and, and offensively, we were just able to do what we wanted. Defensively, I played a great first half and kind of faded in the second. And, uh, you know, since then we've really struggled finding our offense. Um, we've suffered some some unfortunate injuries. You know, our, our tailback uh, Jared Tyson, number twenty two, is a senior. He broke his ankle. Uh, a couple weeks ago, so he's out for uh, the uh, the remainder of the season. Um, last week, we suffered another injury with it, but uh, with uh, one of our offensive linemen, Yuri Brow, who's also a senior. Um, but you know, they uh, um, it's 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 been a lot of fun uh, the the roller coaster of it. You know, it, we live by the idea that our goal is to get better each week, and you know, we we got to find our sea legs again, and we can't really necessarily focus on who we're who's on the other side of the ball, who we're playing that week until we get us right. And last week, we started to see glimpses of us getting us right again. Uh, and, and similar to last year, man, we're just hoping to finish, uh, hoping to finish the season strong and, and, and carry that momentum into the playoffs. Talking with Jeffersonville football coach Isaac Parker here coming up in just moments, we'll have Steve Cooley, the New Albany coach. Coach, let's finish this with comments on New Albany. Uh, it's a team this year that at times has really been able to get its offense going and score some points. The struggles for New Albany have come on the defensive end of the ball. 
you know, offensively, I can't say enough about them. At any given moment, they're capable of having a big play. It's uh, it's the most explosive offense I've seen, especially out of New Albany, but out of any school in the conference. Uh, it's the most explosive offense I've seen uh, since I've been a head coach. Um, and you know, you, you have to you have to play and, and, and plan on. Uh, you know, part of what what we covered this week with our boys is, hey, look, they're gonna they're gonna get big plays. Our goal is to stop that. We're trying to eliminate that, and don't get your heads down if they do. Um, just just kind of you know, again, stick with that bend but don't break mentality. Um, you know, off uh, defensively, they play well defensively. You know, it, sometimes their numbers, uh, you know, don't show that as far as points scored against them. But when you look at how quickly, you know, time of possession might be skewed because of how quickly their offense does score. Like that, you know, you score quickly, that provides uh, the other team's offense more opportunities to uh, to score. You know, so uh, they're they're a solid football team, uh, top to bottom. And uh, Coach Go- Coach Cooley's got them playing really well. I know they're in the, the driver's seat right now for the conference, and uh, you know our goal is to get in there tonight and do our job and. and uh, try to pull out a win coach parker where is this season going we're heading into after tonight two more weeks of regular season football you'll know sectional pairings very soon and it's going to be postseason time before you know it this season has just slipped away from us it's amazing how fast this has rolled along it's uh it's went too quick uh you know we sat back and you know as a staff we enjoyed our first off season this year um you know, 19, I was hired late, so I didn't get one. And then 20, of course, COVID uh, took that, that uh, offseason away from us. So, you know, this year we we, we felt like the offseason took forever, and I think that actually played a role into how quickly the season uh, has, has, like you said, slipped fastest. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's, it's uh, We're lucky in Indiana to have that, that, that basically nine-week preseason getting into the playoffs, and, you know, that's, that's when the real season starts, and, and we're excited uh Excited to be in the position we're in and, and you know, feel like we're, we're about to start playing our best football. Isaac Parker, Jeffersonville football coach. Coach, thanks for the game day, game day chat. Best of luck tonight. Thank you so much, and uh, congrats to uh, Will Lovingsloss. Real proud of him as well. Absolutely, and Will is going to join us a little later in the program. The basketball standout at Jeff committed to Drake University yesterday. We look forward to hearing from him a little bit later in the hour today. Steve Cooley, New Albany's football boss, with us now. The Bulldogs 3-3 three and three on the season. All three of their victories have come against Hoosier Hills Conference teams. And Coach Jeff New Albany, as we discussed with Coach Parker, it's always a big deal in football and any sport. But tonight, if you didn't need another reason for this game to be extra meaningful, it's got conference implications as well moving through the rest of the season. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, Jeff's a talented football team, and we're going to have to play well tonight. But, uh, you know, we're trying to go 1-0 and each week. And, uh, you know, we've had three losses this year, and all three of them were top-ranked teams in the state. And uh, and they all have really good football players, and they're all really good football teams. So you know, North five and one, South six and or seven and six and zero. Oh, you know, Gibson Southern five. You know, so we've uh, um, we played some good teams, and we hope that makes us better for conference play and for uh, you know the sectional play. But uh, you know, it is a big game tonight. It's like you know, Coach Parker said about two communities. You know, I've been on both sides of the rivalry, and uh, it's just it's a neat experience. It's a neat night, and uh, we're gonna have fun tonight and uh, play as hard as we can. Steve Cooley of New Albany. Coach, another reason for motivation in this regular season version of this game tonight would be that last year your team a chance maybe to win a sectional championship and the Red Devils defeated your team to end the season 35-25, that final score. So for players that were in the program last year, many, many of them were, uh, that has to still sting and be more motivation for tonight's Friday night uh, rivalry game. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, but for the most part, you know, we've got to shore up some problems we've had on defense last week and some things we got to worry about us. And, 
you know, and we beat Jeff for the regular season last year and then turned around and you know, we had to lead in the first half and then we fell apart in the third quarter and, you know, they pulled it out and beat us in the second half. And, you know, and they had some players in that game that didn't play in the first game against us. You know, they came out against Floyd and really, you know, played really well. And then, you know, so um, they were a different team in the playoffs than they were in the regular season last year. So, uh, um, you know, you have to take that into consideration. But as far as uh, – you know, this week and uh, worried about last year. We're just trying to, you know, one of our kids' goals was, you know, to, to win the conference this year. And, uh, you know, we're three steps out of six steps there. And, you know, this is another step along the way. And uh, but we're going to have to play well to do it. You know, Jeff's a very athletic, big, physical football team. So, uh, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be a challenge tonight. But, uh, you know, we'll be up for it. Coach Cooley, I refer to you often as the veteran coach here in local high school football. In fact, this is year number 27 as a head coach in the state of Indiana at the high school ranks. You've coached a lot of teams. You've had success. You've been around great players. Uh, We just heard Coach Parker say this is one of the most potent offenses that he can recall uh, a New Albany team have and maybe a team in this area have. Do you agree with that based on all the teams that you've led over the years? Yeah, we, uh, we're exciting. I mean, we can run the football. I mean, we just, uh, you know, we can throw the football. We, we've got a great core of receivers, you know, with Dejan Winburn, Daquan High, and Jay Raylan Johnson, and, uh, you know, Caden Watson at H-back can catch the ball for us out there. But then you can't Andre Winford, you know. I mean, I still think our best football is ahead of us. Once we get Miles Johnson healthy and he can carry the ball, so, you know, he was a state's leading rusher last year, for, and, you know, he hasn't carried the ball in the last four games for us at all. And Keandre Winford didn't carry the ball at all. He didn't even play last week against Wilmington North. So, you know, once we get everybody back and everybody healthy here, you know, by the playoffs here during get through fall break, and, uh, you know, we got a chance to be even better than we are right now, I believe. And so our, our best football is still ahead of us. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. To, we believe we can score some points on anybody because we've played some of the best teams in the state with some of the best corners, best, best athletes, best safeties, and, uh, and we've taken shots at all of them and, and, and played well. So, uh, you know, we're going to do what we do. But, you know, for us, we've got to be sound in the kicking game and uh, shore up some things on defense. Coach, let's talk a little more about the defense. That has been a weakness of this team so far this season, obviously something you guys work on each and every day in practice. But if this team can step up its defensive proudness, uh, just how good could this team as a whole be? Yeah, I mean, we believe we've got a chance to win the sectional and win the conference and you know, and move on down the tournament trail. But, uh, you know, for us, it's one of those things, you know, a year ago we thought we could be pretty solid and, you know, we lost our best defensive player game two and Brendan Sandman with a knee injury and, you know, this year, game two early against Gibson Southern, we lost our best defense player again, Avari and Chambers, who's our leading tackler from the year before, and uh, and that's hurt us as well. But some other kids, have, you know, he went out with a knee injury. He's out for the year. So, uh, uh, you know, we've had to have some other guys, you know, by committee, you know, move in there that, uh, you know, when you have a kid that's an eraser that, you know, makes 15, 17 tackles a game and shuts people down by himself half the field. Um, and then he's out. You've got, you know, other guys have to make up for that. So we've had some good kids step up as far as that goes. But, uh, um, you know, we've played some new kids. We've tried some other kids. You know, we're doing it by committee in some areas. But we're getting better. We just keep working on fundamentals of pursuit and tackling and, you know, lining up and uh, getting off blocks and, you know, the basic things that uh, you've got to do on defense to get off the field. Steve Cooley, head coach at New Albany. Big one tonight at Burkefield, kickoff, 7 o'clock. Should be a great evening for high school football and expect a big crowd for this one. Coach, best of luck. Thank you, and thank you guys for all you do for high school sports. Thank you very much. Steve Cooley and Isaac Parker, the head coaches in tonight's rivalry game, joining us here in the opening segment of our program. Don't forget, you can participate in the show, the Thornton's Text Line, 
502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. A couple other high school notes before we go to break. Tennis sectionals underway. In fact, some of them have been completed. Yesterday, Silver Creek, the boys' team, captured a sectional championship. And how about this? Uh, Jeffersonville, the Red Devils tennis program, won their 15th consecutive sectional championship in boys' tennis. There are some other sectionals that will finish up today and this weekend. And also a volleyball note, the Silver Creek Dragons have uh, won the Mid-Southern Conference title with a recent victory, so they lock in a conference championship there. Also a look at the schedule tonight in high school football. Big Hoosier Hills Conference matchup at Floyd Central tonight, Bedford at Floyd Central. Charlestown goes on the road for a Mid-Southern Conference game at Corden. Clarksville will host a very good Covenant Christian team, so a big challenge for the Generals tonight at home. Of course, the Jeff New Albany game at Burkefield. Providence will host Milan, both of those teams 2-4 and four on the season. Silver Creek looks to keep their uh, Mid-Southern Conference record alive as they go to North Harrison tonight. And Rock Creek will host Indianapolis Crimson Knights, a homeschool program I believe that's the slate of games locally. And speaking of New Albany trying to get a win tonight and maybe lock up the Hoosier Hills Conference with some victories here in future weeks, Silver Creek uh, on course to possibly do the same in the Mid-Southern Conference. And I know we're starting to think ahead about uh, postseason and sectionals because the draw will be coming out here very soon. But you look ahead to a regular season game on October 8th. That's next Friday night. Silver Creek at Brownstown. That very well could be the Mid-Southern Conference championship game. Of course, a year ago, Silver Creek was able to win that contest uh, convincingly, 42-14 over Brownstown. We'll see how it plays out this season as well. A couple other notes before we get out of here for the first segment. Excited about this weekend. We've got a new event that I'm involved in. It'll take place all day Saturday at Kevin Hammersmith Memorial Park in New Albany, right behind Northside Christian Church. It's the Harvest Hoop Fest three-on-three tournament. It's got divisions for adults all the way down to middle school. Fifth and sixth grade boys is the youngest division. Uh, but lots of teams in a first-year event. Three-on-three basketball years ago was so very popular here in the area. Remember the street ball showdowns? over in Louisville, but uh, some good teams in. B.J. Flynn, uh, former Jeff standout, uh, he's got a team in the uh, open division. Uh, David Scott, I believe, scheduled to play with one of the teams as well. There's some other notable players that were great high school players back in their day and also some other faces as well that you'll see. But should be a great day of games, uh, a new set of games, four games going on at once. A new set of games begins every 30 minutes, beginning at 9 a.m. A lot of the championship games will be played in the afternoon, 2, 2.30 on to 5.30 in the evening. The event is uh, by the Floyd County Parks and Recreation Department. It's also part of of the Harvest Homecoming Festival as well. So make sure you check it out. Community-oriented event, very cheap entry fee, Parks Department making it happen. Should be fun to get out on Romeo Court, which is one of the nicest outdoor courts that I have ever seen. And then the other court being used is Phillips Pavilion Court, which is a covered court. It has a covering over it. Uh, two of the nicest, again, outdoor courts. Uh, no concrete, no no, no, nothing like that, no asphalt. This is a tennis court, smooth finish. 
finish. Very, very nice course. There's no question about that. Also, Harvest Homecoming, I'll be down uh, looking forward to being with my friend Vernon Niemeyer tomorrow afternoon. I'll be emceeing, hosting the parade uh, from the parking lot of Kraft Funeral Home on Spring Street. So if you're uh, at the parade tomorrow or in the parade tomorrow, make sure you say hello. Uh, Look forward to being out there at that community event and uh, uh, talking about the Harvest Homecoming Parade. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. We'll talk Hoosier hysteria. We'll talk IU Penn State football. And we'll take your questions as well at 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Friday edition of the program. Dylan Wallace, he's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. My guest, we're going to talk Hoosier Hysteria, which is set for Saturday afternoon, just before the IU Penn State football game. Dylan, going to be a fun day to be in Bloomington. Obviously, the football team is on the road, but the first time fans will be in Assembly Hall in any capacity for a basketball event in a year and a half and I can't wait to see uh, how packed it gets tomorrow for the return of IU basketball and the debut of Coach Mike Woodson. Yeah, I'm definitely expecting probably the, the biggest Hoosier stare crowd that at least I've ever seen in, you know, four or five years of kind of being around Bloomington in the program. Um, I just think there's going to be a, lot, a really big show out. You know, I know that, you know, fans arrive early. Uh, the earliest ones will be some food provided for them, and there's a certain slot, you know, when, when players will be out taking pictures, signing autographs, and all that kind of stuff. And I just think a lot of people are going to kind of want to come to meet meet everybody, meet people. Um, you know, I think even Tamar Bates' family will be there trying to sell some of his merchandise that he's had, you know, his scoop shirts from uh, the NIL stuff that he's created. So, I mean, it's, it's a good opportunity for all the players as well to kind of reach out to some fans and see kind of what opportunities could present for themselves. And I think this is going to be a really nice turnout. Um, obviously, it's free for admission. They just ask if you bring, you know, the any canned goods, uh, which they missed out on doing kind of last year. That's the thing that Hoosier Steria always likes to try to do for the community. So that's kind of your ticket of admission, um, and it's just going to be a, a really cool thing. I think doors open at like 2.30 and – um, I, I think, you know, just having the, the the energy around Mike Woodson and everyone's going to want to be there. Isaiah Thomas is going to be there. That's a really cool thing um, to address the crowd as well. So there's a lot of excitement. A lot of cool things are going to be happening. You know, they, they added a skills competition, so I'll be curious to kind of see what what exactly, uh, you know, they, they have to do for that. Um, and, and, you know, even even just the women's program as well. You know, it's, it's a, an Elite Eight team coming off of last year. With everybody returning, I'm sure the fans are going to be excited about that as well. So um, just overall, men's and women's, both sides of the basketball is going to be exciting for fans to come out and see. Um, And I'm expecting a really, really big crowd. And then, as you mentioned, after that, you know, people can can go hit the town and and watch the football team, hopefully put up a good effort against Penn State. So 
overall seems like a really good uh, start to October, a really good sports weekend for Indiana University, and that uh, should be a fun time. Dylan, I had not thought about this until you said it just a moment ago, but you mentioned Tamar Bates, whose nickname is Scoop. I've seen some of his merchandise online. Uh, will we see families or friends or associates of some of these players uh, hustling merchandise? Is that allowed at Assembly Hall and things like that this season now that name, image, and likeness is something that can happen under NCAA rules? I'm not sure about that. You know, I, I know they they had uh, they left a note saying you know the varsity shop will be open. Man, I'd be curious to see if like the varsity shop would like sell. You know, the I don't think they would, but uh, I think that'd be an interesting thing to kind of look into. Is you know what 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 capacity are you guys able to sort of maybe promote the player or something like that? I don't know. That'd, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> but I think I think the families at least uh, you know like I mentioned, Tabar Bay's family's doing it like. Just may, they might have a stand out there, and they might, you know, be, you know, with the shirts or some of the stuff like that, trying to sell them to, to fans. And I'm sure a lot of fans would be interested to kind of buy one, support the player, things like that. I know already a lot of fans have kind of ordered, you know, a Rob Finney shirt or you know a shirt from another player uh, to already you know have shipped to them. So that would be interesting to kind of look out for, see, you know, what what players' families or friends or even the players themselves, you know, what what they might be trying to do with the fans waiting in line, kind of waiting it out before they get inside the building. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think it'd be cool if, if – uh, I don't think it's allowed, but that'd be cool if, you know, if in, in the varsity shop you had all the players in their own kind of specific T-shirts and all that. But uh, I don't think that's – we're quite there with, with that regard where the own university can kind of sell them. But, yeah, uh, that, that'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, who others, parents or, or brothers, sisters, friends, even players themselves, which one of them – any of them like to go out there and maybe try to sell their own stuff. Um, it's it's a whole different uh, uh, year, you know, where the players can come out and be a lot more interactive. You know, maybe fans get to know them a little bit more, uh, which could be a good thing as well. So uh, that'll be interesting thing to look out for, for sure. Dylan, uh, you mentioned the skills competition and the dunk contest. Uh, Jordan Geronimo, Christian Lander, Trey Galloway, which was a little surprising, and Trace Jackson Davis are the four listed that are going to take place uh, in the dunk contest or compete in the dunk contest. Uh, if I could bet this or if, if I'm going to put my money on someone, I want Jordan Geronimo against the field. I think I would take Trace. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned Trey being a, a surprise. I was surprised Christian Lander was in it too. I yeah. mean, he's not the not the tallest guy. I, mean, I know he's pretty athletic, so I think that'd be kind of cool to see what he might have up his sleeve if he's got any cool dunks. Uh, if he, you know, at, Type of maybe show some athleticism we haven't quite seen from on the court to to be able to kind of pull off something cool. But yeah, I think I'm I'm curious to see what Jordan is able to pull off. You know, he obviously looks uh, like in uh, just the the pictures we see of him on social media, he looks like in really good shape. Um, I'm sure he'll be able to do some cool things. But you know, I think Trace has probably did it his freshman year. Oh yeah, because he yeah because he put on the Calvert Chaney jersey and did a dunk like that. So I remember that. Um, I, I you know I just think Trace has, has you know he's he's done all just watching him in warm ups he's always done a lot of really cool dunks uh, they've always kind of exceeded the one that Jordan Geronimo have been able to do but yeah I think those two for sure will be the the two favorites um, but yeah I, I think I'll take Trace in that regard I think there was a video that they recently put out of him kind of doing a dunk at, during a practice and they, it looked pretty good so I think uh, it, it'll be fun to see them and yeah I'm I'm, I'm just really curious to see what kind of dunks that uh, Trey and jo and uh, Christian have up their sleeves you know is it is it going to be just kind of normal playing boring stuff or are they going to have some you know cool cool things they're able to pull out so the, the dunk hunt is always fun you know people love seeing that and uh, you just hope that they connect on all their dunks it's always disappointing when you try like three times and you can't get it and 
and you kind of get the pity clap. Oh, yeah, no, that was fun. But, you know, you hope hope everybody can uh, connect on their dunks and get the crowd up. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Dylan Wallace, he's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Recruiting is a big deal at Hoosier Hysteria. It's always been an event where no matter who the coach is, lots of prospects are brought in. Sometime there's a Romeo or a real serious recruit there that's uncommitted. This year, uh, C.J. Gunn, Jalen hood Shafino, they are already in the fold, but they are going to be there, so you know the fans will be showing them some love. But there's expected to be a pretty long list of other prospects in attendance no real uh, key 2022 player like Noah Clowney he's really the only one left in 2022 and we'll get to him specifically here in just a moment but a a long list of others who are you hearing could be some of the notable recruits maybe in-state guys maybe out-of-state big name guys that could be in attendance to check out IU basketball maybe even for the first time uh, on Saturday yeah it just it seems like when you look at who's potentially rumored it's a lot of 2023 2024 guys um i think the in-state guys uh you know we have the roberts kid from from bloomington north i think he did his official visit a couple weeks ago um and then you know joey brown from north central those are both 2023 guys from the in-state um and then you know a name that i know we've we've all seen a lot kind of the past couple months gabe cups from from ohio he's got he's got an iu offer already his name's rumored to be there um, you know, there's, there's guys like Cooper Cook. I think you say his last name. He's from he's from Iowa. A lot of 2024 guys and 2023 dudes. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to kind of see who who, who actually shows up. And it's I mean I think that's one of the big things Hoosier Hysteria is. It's, it's sort of a recruiting tool. You know, I'm sure if Mike Woodson could, could have a choice, he might rather have a, a, a practice. You know, a, te- a hard team practice on on Saturday as opposed to sort of a a kind of a pep rally type of event, but you know, it is very important to get the fans excited, get people talking, and it is a really good recruiting tool. And I think that's one of the biggest things Who's Hysteria is, is the recruits can come and see, man, look at all these fans showing up in, you know, the first week of October. They're still a month away. Nothing's really happening, but they're super excited and, you know, the players are all energized and love to be out there in front of the fans. And they get to really kind of see what Indiana basketball is about, what it means to the community uh, to have an event like this. So that's kind of the big thing. And so for these guys to come and see that, uh, I think it'll be really cool. And especially, you know, we've heard recruits come on visits and they've talked about how the fans, you know, might know them when they walk into a restaurant. That's been really cool. So, you know, if they show up at Hoosier Hysteria, we've seen it a lot during games or previous Hoosier Hysterias where, you know, if a recruit starts to walk out into the floor, people start to cheer and you're like, who are they cheering for? And it's like, you know, it's a high school kid walking up to a seat. And I think they really enjoy that, that people know who they are, that they're wanted here. So um, it's a really good recruiting tool. Um, So you just hope as many of these guys that we're kind of listing off uh, wind up showing up because it's a really good thing. And I don't think you walk away from Hoosier Stereo thinking negatively about, you know, wanting to come to Indiana or anything like that. So, you know, those will be key. Um, I I know Caleb Banks, the other recruit in 2022, uh, he, he won't be there. He'll be in some, top 150 camp in Texas. So, uh, but he, you know, he's already locked down uh, for Indiana. So yeah, you mentioned Hood Jafino and, and Gunn will be there. So I'm sure they'll get some love from the Indiana fans and some of the other guys who have offers or potentially looking at, or any is potentially looking at, you know, fans might, fans might uh, help, help try to persuade them. So uh, it's, it's a, just a really good recruiting tool, I think. And I think that's one of the biggest things who's your stereo brings for the program. All right, Dylan, one of the other notes I've got to bring up with you today is Noah Clowney, 2022 recruit, big target for IU. He was on campus for an official visit a few weeks ago, and he was supposed to wrap up his four officials, not taking five, just four, 
with a trip to Alabama this past weekend. And I did not realize until someone, a listener, sent it to me, uh, there was a report that he did not make the Alabama trip. Maybe he was under the weather. Perhaps that trip will be rescheduled. Perhaps it won't. There's a thought maybe he is ready soon to make his decision. Any insight into Noah Clowney? Uh, there also, I saw a rumor, and I, I hate to, to say it more that it's more than a rumor, that he might want to come back to Indiana for another visit, which I think the second one, since he's already had his official, would have to be an unofficial, which means it would be on his own dime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it would be because he did Indiana on August 27th. Um, so that was the first one of his four that he had kind of lined up. So he was in Indiana late August, then he was at Florida, then he was at Virginia Tech. And I did not see the Alabama stuff, so that was supposed to be um, last weekend, obviously. So that's interesting to see, you know, if it's, you know, maybe he will reschedule it, maybe he won't, and maybe that means it's just down to three schools, IU, Florida, and Virginia Tech. Um, and if it's like that, then, you know, you, always, you, you probably feel good about Indiana's chances. Um, and I did hear also that, you know, he is interested in potentially coming back to Bloomington that obviously be sort of a more of an unofficial thing. So, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, someone will probably find out about it if, if he does end up coming here. Um, so, yeah, that'll be really interesting to look at. Uh, I don't think he's – I don't haven't seen anything about him coming to Hoosier State or anything like that, but you know if he if he shows up sometime in the next couple of weeks here, I think that'd be a really good sign um, for Indiana, and that's obviously would be a really big target for them. You know he's a he's a really good recruit. He's six nine, ranked in the you know he's, I think he's last I saw he was like around seventy ish in the in the national rankings. So um, he'd be a really good type, another good player for Indiana to get uh, in the class of twenty twenty two and just continue to grow. Um, kind of that the, the good start Mike Woodson's kind of gotten off to in recruiting so um, that'll be good and as I'm sure we'll find out kind of where he's at if he if he ends up going to Alabama for his official if he doesn't if he comes to Indiana a second time you know I'm sure that'll lead to a lot of uh, quote-unquote crystal ball um, <laughs> projections stuff like that so um, yeah, I, that's he's a, he's a guy to look to look forward to and um, I, I don't know if he has his, his date set yet but you know if he's down to four I'm sure it'll be sometime in, uh, before the before the calendar flips. So uh, he's definitely got to follow, um, and I think Indiana feels pretty good about it, and I think fans are pretty optimistic about him as well. So that, that's a positive thing. Dylan, I told you that I would bet on Jordan Geronimo in the dunk contest. I will not bet on the Hoosiers at Penn State <laughs> in football on Saturday night. I was looking a, a little earlier, Penn State a 12.5-point favorite now. I think that margin is growing on the betting line. Your thoughts on IU's challenge Saturday night? It's quite a challenge. Um, and, you know, I just I just remember when we watching Penn State the first couple of weeks of the season, I automatically thought, man, it's going to be it, – it could be ugly on Saturday. It really could. Um, it's a night game, the ABC slot. Uh, I don't know if they're doing a whiteout, but they're doing some type of like stripe out, something like that. So the crowd's going to be electric. You know, obviously we have everything that happened last year between the two teams. You know, Indiana, you could, you know, a lot of people say Indiana beating Penn State kind of derailed their season. I'm sure Penn State fans think they shouldn't have lost that game. They want to come out and just kind of beat the brakes off the Hoosiers. Uh, they're going to be pretty motivated, and it's going to be really hard for you to go in there and get a win. Um, so. That's going to be tough. I could see it being ugly, but I think the positive is if Indiana can go out there and be competitive, I'm not even saying they have to win, but if they you know, are hanging with them the entire game, that'll be a really, really positive sign to look forward to the rest of the season. You know, If they're able to really hang with Penn State in that kind of environment, with that kind of probably emotion built into the game from what happened last year, uh, that'll be a really good thing for this team and something to build off of. Um, I think 
you know, we all know how confident that, that, that Indiana is in themselves on how, how much belief they have in one another in the program. So I think they think they, they're up to the task. Um, and I think from an outside perspective, from just what we've seen this season at Iowa, uh, what we've seen uh, just last week at Western Kentucky, what we saw against Cincinnati in the second half, um, people probably aren't feeling too good about it. You know, it, it just it just doesn't seem like it'll be a close game. But, you know, we could be wrong. We also, you know, we've been wrong before. And, uh, I, you know, you just hope that they're able to compete with, with Penn State because it's going to be it's gonna be real tough. And, you know, you heard James Franklin saying earlier this week, and he just said, quote, I just want to beat Indiana. So, you know, they, they want to come out and take care of business. They're ranked number four in the country. This is a really good op- – another good opportunity for them to be able to continue to kind of be toward that college football playoff uh, area. So, you know, this is a big game for Penn State to continue their momentum uh, and try to, you know, I think their their eyes are set on winning the Big Ten East, so or in the Big Ten in general, obviously. So it's going to be a tough game, um, and it'll be something that, you know, if Indiana can go out there and compete, like I said, that'll be a really good thing moving forward for this program. You know, I think if they're if they're within reach, if it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter and things are, are kind of close, then, uh, you know, I think fans should be pretty optimistic, you know, the, heading into that bye week, and then, you know, you have two big home games coming up after that against Michigan State and Ohio State. So, it, it'll be a challenge, though, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think everybody will be pumped up about basketball that maybe uh, if it goes bad, they won't care too much because they'll be so happy about how Hoosier stereo went. But we'll see, uh, you know. But, yeah, it's a tough game for sure on Saturday for the Hoosiers. Dylan Wallace, the sports editor at the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, what's your high school game tonight you'll be covering? Yeah, so Seymour is going to be on the road at Jennings County, uh, pretty close to Seymour, actually, and it's Jennings County's homecoming. So, uh, you know, that'll be a good game. Both teams are struggling this year. Um, it's Jennings County, as I mentioned, it's Jennings County homecoming. They haven't won in the Hoosier Hills Conference yet this year. Uh, they're 0-3, I believe, so they're going to be looking for that first conference win. Seymour's trying to get to 2-2 two and two in the in the conference, um, so it, sh- it should be a, a pretty good battle, I think, um, and hopefully, you know, I think Seymour thinks they should come out on top, but they just got to go out next year. They've had a, a hard time stopping the run, and I heard Jenny's kind of got a pretty good running back, so it should be interesting to follow tonight. Most definitely. Dylan Wallace with us on Fridays. Dylan, have a great weekend. Yep, you guys too. Thank you. We'll head to a commercial break when we come back. Will Lovings Watts, he's the latest basketball star here in the area to make a Division One decision. He committed to Drake yesterday, and Will is going to join us when we come back to talk about his big announcement at William S. Johnson Arena yesterday. Such a cool setting for him to make that announcement publicly. And Will Lovings-Watts joins us next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. One of the top players in high school basketball locally next season will be Will Lovings Watts at Jeffersonville, and his Red Devils will be one of the top teams in the area as well for the upcoming season. And yesterday, in front of his uh, teammates and some other students at Jeffersonville, Will made his college choice known. He committed to Drake, uh, choosing Drake over Bradley, Kent State, Massachusetts, and Murray State as well. And Will Lovings-Watts joins us right now as we wrap up the week and head into the weekend 
here on the Hoosier Report. Will, congratulations first and foremost. Big decision, big announcement by you yesterday. How cool was it to make that announcement in your gym with your teammates on the student radio station at Jeffersonville High School? That was big stuff and really cool. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, thank you for saying that. But, yeah, it was really cool. You know, in front of making the decision in front of everybody, you know, um, when Miss Hall told all the, you know, the basketball students and the football players to come down to the uh, gym, I was super excited to see everybody come down and watch me make my decision. Yeah, what a very neat environment for you. Well, let's talk about Drake. You had lots of suitors over the course of your recruitment. Why Drake? What made them and their coaching staff and their campus stand out to you? Uh, when I went down to uh, you know Iowa to talk to visit Drake, um, the facilities were just you know really nice, and I talked to the you know everybody there, the coaches, the the counselors, the everybody, and they were just you know all, all around saying that Drake is the best fit for me. I play with the team and the team you know we instant chemistry when I got on the floor with the team and um, off the court the players are super cool as well so I mean that's I feel like that was the best for me. Will you're committed to a program that not only a place you can have success individually but it's a Drake basketball program that's very been very good in recent years they were one of the top mid-major teams in the country a year ago 26 and 5 their final record they were second place in the always competitive Missouri Valley Conference and earned their first ever at large selection to the NCAA tournament. I mean, this is a place, Will, where you can go in, compete, have a role, but also maybe see the team have success and get to the big dance, which I know is a goal. Definitely. The um, the freshmen that are there right now, um, Tucker DeVries and, you know, this uh, other kid named Connor from Illinois, uh, they're really good players playing with them in the open runs, seeing how they play, you know, knowing that I'm going to play, be playing with them next year is just, you know, we're going to be super good next year. Well, when we look back on this area and top players and top teams and recruiting processes, this is going to be one of the more odd uh, memories because you think about good teams that had their seasons come to an end because of the pandemic, or you think about good players like yourself that couldn't play the travel basketball in the spring and summer basically for a year, and the recruiting processes were so different. You couldn't take as many visits, and coaches couldn't come see you as often because of COVID-19. How difficult was the recruiting process and when you did get a chance to see some campuses and talk with coaches, did you enjoy going through that process? Um, it was definitely difficult because, you know, every time you try going to visit, you know, something will happen with COVID or something like that. And then, like, it's, it was super, it was a super fun process, you know, traveling to the different places and stuff like that to see the campuses and talk to the people there. It was, it was just a fun experience overall. But, you know, it was kind of difficult to get out there and, you know, talk to the different schools and go to the different schools because of COVID. Will Loving's watch is my guest. Will, I know from talking with your coach, Andrew Grants, that he had a connection at Drake with one of the assistant coaches that he knew from his time down in Florida. Did that help maybe make you more comfortable and give you a little bit more insight into the Drake program and what they were all about? Uh, definitely. When I went down there, I had no idea that my uh, coach Grants had a connection with Coach Marty, but when I went down there and Coach Marty told me that um, him and Coach Vance were good friends, I was like, yeah, that definitely made me want to go to Drake. Will, in addition to basketball, what do you plan to study out in Iowa? Uh, I plan to study health service. I want to become an athletic trainer.
All right, that's great stuff. Will Lovings Watts, my guest, he made a decision yesterday afternoon to commit to Drake University in Iowa. He's joining us now to talk about his decision. Uh, we got to talk ahead about the upcoming high school basketball season. Uh, the Red Devils have an opportunity to be really good. Practices, at least fall workouts and open gyms, have been underway now for a month or so. How are things going, and do you get a sense from your abilities, uh, along with your teammates, that this could be another great year for Jeffersonville basketball? Definitely. The um, you know the workouts right now are going super well. You know we got some young kids coming in. You know just trying to teach them the ropes. Uh, Brandon Razor Moore's you know he's of course going you know lead the team as well. Kobe's definitely going to lead the team as well. So I mean us trying to lead them younger kids and you know trying to pick them up and make sure that they when they're our age you know they're leading the deaf team to you know some more wins still. So this year we definitely should be super good. All right, Will, now that your college decision is out of the way, your teammates, I think, will have some announcements in the coming weeks ahead as well. How exciting is it to know you go into this year with some real talent around you? You mentioned Brandon Razor Moore. I think he has a great chance to play Division One basketball as well. Kobe Studemeyer is getting interest. I mean, you've got guys, uh, upperclassmen that have been through the wars, been through the rivalry games, won a sectional together a year ago. How exciting is it to know you've got that kind of help with you? Um, you know, knowing that we went to war last year at sectionals with uh, Floyd Central and that, you know, me and Brandon Razor-Moore and Kobe were, you know, leading the charge in that game. Um, you know, next year should be definitely a really good year for us and having me, Kobe, and Brandon out there to stretch the floor. It's going to be tough to guard. All right, Coach Parker was with us, uh, Will, a little earlier today getting ready for the big rivalry football game tonight, Jeffersonville at New Albany. He wanted to make sure he gave you a shout-out on the air for your decision yesterday. Can you give us a prediction tonight for the football game? I know you're going to say the Red Devils. Uh, what do you yes, think it's going to be like? Wait, what, do you sure. think, what do you think it's going to be like tonight, Will? Um, I think we should sleep the four with New Albany tonight. Just <laughs> winning all the way. I Make love it. I love it. Will Loving's watch <laughs> with us. Will, it has been fun to watch you come up from middle school on and so happy for you. I know a lot of people in the area from Jeff and beyond are thrilled to see you have a chance to go to college for free and play the game you love at a high level. Drake seems like a great location. Thanks for the chat today. And again, congratulations to you and your family. Uh, thank you. Good talking to you. Absolutely. Will Lovings Watts going to be one of the big names in the area this season and his commitment to Drake yesterday. Big stuff. Another player from our area going to play Division One basketball. And there will be more from this senior class. There's no question about that. And there will be more from some of the future classes as well. But when you think about high school hoops for the upcoming season, Will Lovings Watts, one of the names that's going to be, I think, at the very top of the list as far as local standouts go this season. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday edition of the program. Thank you so much for being with us. I know we have listeners live here on the Big X each day. And on the podcast as well, you can always tune in if you miss a live show. Uh, search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and Apple Podcast. And however you listen to podcasts, you can uh, subscribe for free and uh, catch everything we have to say, all the great guests we bring to you about IU basketball, IU football, and, of course, love working in sports from a local perspective as well. Great uh, night ahead. Don't forget to get out and support a high school football game of your choosing. Some great games to consider this evening. 
playing none better than Jeffersonville at New Albany, Bedford at Floyd Central tonight, Charlestown on the road at Corden, Clarksville will host Covenant Christian, Providence hosts Milan, Silver Creek goes to North Harrison, and Rock Creek plays at Worley Field against the Indianapolis Crimson Knights. Harvest Hoop Fest three-on-three tournament tomorrow as well at Kevin Hammer Smith Memorial Park. Lots of great local players there. Back with you Monday, this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>